let's pretend we started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Green Room here on the Handshake Media Network. Thank you for listening. Um, this is a very unique experience for me because I am sitting across from Australian royalty, Mr. Paul Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Neil. How, How are you? Get- Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, this, I mean, I don't want to tell us the exact location, but we are in a, a building very familiar to, to you. You know this place better than I do. So thank you for, for letting me in here. Yes, that's all right. Are we allowed to reveal this uh, secret location? If you like. I mean, no, it's just the management offices. <laughs> one louder. Yeah, um, I have seen and touched all of your ARIA awards, uh-huh. which I you know is a very confronting thing to say. <laughs> but thank you. They're great. Can I have one? You can have one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, you are here to promote a new compilation album, Songs from the South, 1985 to 2019. How do you feel now that the album is finally out there? Um, it's, you know, it, it feels good. It's, it's not... It's not like a brand new album. It's a it's like a new edition. It's an update of songs from the south. The last time we put out a collection like that was ten years ago. So uh, EMI, my record company, decided it would be good to update it to include songs from the last ten years because put a few records out in that time. Mm. So yeah, we just picked songs from the last ten years. It obviously meant we had to to drop some from the previous collection, but that was. Um, just a few emails back and forth and we sorted that out. Because mm, usually when it comes to compilations or, or greatest hits albums, it comes at a time when, when an artist might have, hasn't done something in a while. You've done two albums in the space of, what, two, three years? Nature and then Life is Fine. Yeah, Nature came out last year yeah. um, and Life is Fine before that. Both what, number one, by the way. Thank you very much. And we also had a record <laughs> um, called 30 Ways to Look at Birds, which is a classical collaboration that came out a couple of months ago as well. Yeah. So... Um, Aria Award winning by the way, Paul. Sorry, I got, I got all the fun facts. Aria oh, yeah, Award, yeah, <laughs> just another Aria, whatever, no big deal. My ex- my experience of, of listening to Paul Kelly for the very first time, I don't know, I would have been like four. Do you remember the movie Look Who's Talking? With I John do Travolta very well. and Kirstie Alley. I remember. And yeah. Dumb Things was featured in that. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced. Is it? It's crazy because I, I'm just turned 29 years old. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about a greatest hits album. People. No matter what, I just—it's not just an album for old Paul Kelly fans. New fans are being introduced to your music every single day. With albums like Life Is Fine and Nature, does it surprise you that more and more young people are, are being introduced to, to your music? Uh, I guess I'm not. I'm not. It's not like something I expect, nor is it something that I'm totally, totally surprised by. Just, mm. um, I, I sort of make make my songs, record them and put them out. And then after that, it's sort of kind of out of, out, out of my hands. Mm. So you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I keep, um, you know, I, I keep playing a lot, um, going out and playing. So that sort of keep, keeps the songs alive as well. Also, um, I try to mix things up. So I'm not always, you know, making the same kinds of records. So I think that's all also helped me, um, uh, and keep the audience not bored. If I'm, if my, my, I guess my rough philosophy philosophy is, if I'm not boring myself, I won't bore other people. So audiences that come along to uh, our shows now, they they sort of know that 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 things are always going to be changing. Is it important to keep things fresh for yourself as well? Because, you know, when we talk about Australian music legends, people like John Farnham, people like Jimmy Barnes, Midnight Oil, Paul Kelly is, is directly involved in that conversation, but you're constantly creating new material. When you come out and play, it's not just a let's hear all the old classics. 
is it important for you to, to bring new material so it's just as equally fresh for you as it is for the audience? Oh, yeah, yeah, of, of course. I mean, play, playing live is often a balance between playing songs that people are familiar with and, and playing new ones as well. But there's also ways to play shows where you, you can set up the audience's expectation in a different way so that so they know, well, this is going to be a different kind of show. I mean, when we do like big shows like the Making Gravy shows coming up in December, obviously we're going to have a, a, a lot of well-known songs in that set. But we've got long enough to play that we can also um, uh, put other, you know, other interesting things in there as well. And over the years I've done certain shows where I, you know, like the A to Z shows where I do 100 songs over four nights in alphabetical order. So the audience come coming along to those shows, they know that, well, they know they're not going to, you know, they know the kind of sh thing that they're going to get and they know to be that they're going to get some surprises. So if, it's just a matter of trying to keep things interesting. Yeah. An event that you're very familiar with is the AFL Grand Final. You recently played the last one in September uh, alongside Dean Lewis and Tones and I. With Grand Finals, it's a very interesting topic because I had Phil Jamison on the show a while back and he has a similar experience with Grinspoon that they're always being called up for the NRL grand final mm -hmm. and it, you're, you're never going to find the perfect balance of pleasing a live sporting crowd when it comes to an act but you always seem to be the shining light of a thank God Paul Kelly played Paul Kelly nailed it that day does that ever get on your nerves or do you get worried about oh shit are people going to respond to me today uh, well I don't playing at a uh, like a, a big sporting event I haven't done that very often we played mm. at the Commonwealth Games um, played at the uh, played at the AFL Grand Final twice but mm. there has, it hasn't been a lot so they're not really they're not they're not really the uh, kind of a big part of my thinking about <laughs> doing shows it's it's um, and I think you, you just go out there and just 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 do your job as well as you can it's a, it's a sporting crowd they're not there Particularly for the music, yeah. So, but um, yeah, we you know leaps and bounds is a song that, that works well at the MCG for obvious reasons, <laughs> and, and uh, so you know it's only two songs. You just um, some people could, could care less about it, and some people like it. Just just go and do it. Yeah. Well, when you said like as far as setting expectations for the crowd, do you need to alter that expectation for something like a live sporting crowd? No, no, I don't think so. It's not it, because it's not. It's not like a show. It's not like a set. You know, a show where we're going to start like this way, this here, and then we're going to move there, and we're going to bring it down a bit, then we're going to bring it up, and all those little journeys that you can make when you put a set list together for a show. It's just like a couple of songs. Just go out there. Just don't overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink <laughs> it. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. pretty simple, really. Well, I mean, it's a hundred thousand people. Uh, yeah, but but but. <laughs> But they're not. They it's, it's a different. It's, I guess the big difference is it's a different focus. Yeah. They're not all there, waiting for you to walk up on stage and sing a song. They're all there uh, at the footy, waiting for the game, talking about the game, talking to their friends, getting chips, you know, whatever, buying beers. And so, you're just part of the overall day. It's mm. not like you walk up there and say, "Hey, you know, look <laughs> at me." You know, you just go and do the song. Yeah. You know. Another thing that's uh, is becoming quite a, a prominent feature on the Christmas calendar for Australian music fans is the Making Gravy shows. You touched on it earlier. Uh, this year's lineup: people like Courtney Barnett, Thelma Plum, uh, Marlon Williams. 
In years past, you've had established and emerging acts, a pretty healthy balance. Angus and Julia Stone, uh, Meg Mack. Is it a matter of you kind of just pinpointing us and going, yep, I want them? Or is it is there like a big conversation about it? Because I don't know if it's luck or if, you know, this is intentional, but these artists you have picked, especially when they were in their emerging phase, are now established. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's a conversation with... Um uh, the the tour organizer tour org- organizers, but we we when we first started doing the shows, it was the idea was to make it like a one day mini festival, and also um, you know like pick artists that I like um, that I have an affinity with or that I think are interesting, um, and uh, so yeah, so it's sort of. I guess it's a sh- it's a that it's a show that's curated by me, um, and but th- there's always not everyone's uh, you know it's a matter of seeing who's available. Mm. So it's not like you can't sort of say I want this 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 and this because you know you got to balance up who's available. We also w- have a mix of artists that are going to you know attract attract people and also mm. like you said um, artists that are emerging. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's just uh, um, it's I don't do it all on my own. It's sort of mm. I, I collaborate with with uh, the touring company and booking agent, and we we just work it out. I mean, you've collaborated with a lot of again established and emerging acts over the years. Mojo Juju, um, you did something recently. Well, not recently. Sorry, with AB Original. What artists now are you are you seeing or hearing that you think Australian music fans need to be keeping an eye on? Um, gee, I'm always get a bit stumped by that question. <laughs> it's you know what? It's a pre-recorded yeah. podcast. I can just edit it to make it sound you like know, you straight off the bat. I <laughs> I love Laura Jean. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd like to see her have a a bigger audience. Um, I think you know, there's lots of y- good young hip hop acts coming up. I like Sampa the Great. Um, uh. Yeah, there's 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 so there's so much. Julia Jacklin, we, we we actually tried to get her on on the shows, but wasn't you know not in the last couple of years, but hasn't been available. Yeah, plenty, plenty of plenty yeah. of a lot of great young women songwriters around. Stella yeah. Donnelly uh, is one. Um, Ainsley Wills. Yeah, the list goes on. I mean, when we're, when I was sitting here preparing for this for this chat, you know, usually when an artist comes on, they're promoting one thing. You have the compilation album, you have the new book, you have Making Gravy coming up. You don't seem to be slowing down, Paul. Do you like having time off? Uh, I love time off, and uh, <laughs> you know, I get a fair amount of time off. I mean, obviously, it's, it's busy right now. Yeah. Um, with, I mean, I started working on the the, the book of poetry, which is my favourite poem, so I didn't have to sit down and write the book. It's just, <laughs> it was just, most of it was like, most of the work was done last summer, lying on the couch reading lots and lots of poetry and, and, and putting the book together. Yeah. Um, uh, the, like, the greatest hits record, again, wasn't like making something uh, new. So this year has been reasonably cruisy for me, but mm. now every, we decided our, you know, the book and the and the songs from the south coming out at the same time has sort of made everything busy right now. But mm. it's not like it's not like that all the time. It's sort of like the way the rhythm of show business, I guess. You, you have these periods where you you're really very very busy, and um, 
uh, sort of feel like non-stop, and mm. then, then you get breaks. It, uh, it's really important to have the breaks and the downtime, so I fight pretty hard for that. Do you have any plan coming up? Well, next year is going to be fair. You know, we've got uh, we've got shows in January, which is with Cold Chisel, four mm-hmm. shows with Cold Chisel. Also going to the Tamworth Music Festival, and there's a show at Mona in Tasmania with the Thirty Ways to Look at Birds record. Um, uh, but the the rest of the year is not like it's not booked up, or it's going to be probably quieter. Not going to put out a new record next year. No plans to write a new record either. Um, don't really have plans. Um, I just I, I make records once I've got enough songs. So yeah. wait till the songs pile up, and and I always have to have the, you know the right collection of songs that sort of that hang together or talk to each other. So we'll just see how that goes. I mean, I'm not in a rush. I don't mm-hmm. think I'll we'll have to make another record next year. Yeah. So I'm not in any kind of rush for that. How, mu- how many albums do you have to kind of collate to say, okay, maybe we'll start looking at an album now? Uh, well, I don't, really have a, I don't really have a time, you know, a, a, dead, a deadline or timelines. I just, like, I make records when I'm ready. But what, over the last sort of five or six years, the way I work now is if I've got, you know, a half a dozen songs or a few more, I'll get the band together and we record them and just, I guess, file them away. And then I write, I write some more, then I'll do the same and then just f- wait till the songs pile up and then sort them into... Because I don't really write a whole lot of songs that are the same in a, in a row. I mm. write songs one at a time and they're often, they're often quite different to each other. So I just write them and then record them and then later on sort them and then see once I get enough you know say a half a dozen songs that oh that that seems like that that could be a record they all sort of seem to um, cohere together and then that sort of gives me the impetus to write the rest of the record. When you, when you say sort do you mean like these are songs for an album these might be songs for someone else these could be poems do you do you mean that way as as far as more listing them? More thematically so I'm happy for poems to sit next to my own songs on a record if, if they're if they're thematically similar so the last record nature had seven songs with my lyrics and five poems by other people but the general themes were there was a thread between all those things so when i say sort i mean on my um itunes uh on my computer i just have i have um a little fi- folder called a playlist called odd socks so I just put all the new songs into there because they, they're all odd socks until I, I get them to match up. And I imagine if anyone like hacked into your iTunes account and like, odd socks, now fuck that, we don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, before you go, I do want to congratulate you again because this is a testament to your work ethic. You are now the most nominated ARIA artist, sorry, artist in ARIA history um, and one of the categories, best male artist. I mean, the other people in this, in this category, Dean Lewis, Guy Sebastian, Matt Corby, Hayden James and then Paul Kelly. Um, with all due respect to those guys, not Australian music legends yet, you, sir, are. I think that is an absolute testament to the work you do in the Australian music scene. So congratulations, number Thank one. You. And number two, do these accolades mean anything to you other than just like it's a, it's a nice thing to hear about? That's probably the best way to put it. It's <laughs> nice. It's always nice. I to mean, get. you did let me have one of your areas, so... Yeah, Thank you. It's, it's always nice, you know. But <laughs> yeah. it's again, I've been making records and writing songs for, 
for uh, you know forty years. So that's that's things add up after a while. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy next year off and watch a lot of cricket. Thank I'll watch you. it with you. Uh, the album is called Sounds from the South, 1985 to 2019. And Paul Kelly will be hitting the road for Making Gravy next month. He'll be going in Perth, Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Check out the gig guide for all the details. Uh, Paul, it has been a pleasure, sir. Thank you for coming by. Thanks, Neil. My pleasure too. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check out the Handshake Media Network on Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, and check out some of our other shows, including Matter of Faction, as well as Two Truths and a Lie with Uppy Chatterjee. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you all next week.